Welcome to Breakfast with Ban. Here at the Ban Arbitrage Network, we're trying to give just a brief idea of all of those interesting things that are going on in the world of collectible finance. We can't help but start this week by talking about the Luris Ban. And not only that, our reserve list buyouts have continued throughout this next week. I hope that you stick with us for the next 10 or so minutes as we discuss the world of MTG Finance. I want to welcome Wit back with us today. Wit, how are you doing? Doing really good. Coffee's kicking in. I need every help I can get for this uh, daylight savings. And most definitely, we have we have not seen Wolf yet today, and he was supposed to join us about two hours ago. It's it's kind of one of those days. Yup. I mean, I'm a little bit envious because, yeah, this is a good day to sleep in, but unfortunately, you know, we missed the pup. We do. We do. One of the things that is going on in the world of MTG Finance, we have an upcoming ban happening. This is one of the weird ones. Wizards of the Coast is actually letting us know that a ban is incoming at the end of this month. What are you expecting at this point? Uh, Yeah, so for one, I mean, we just got a Lurus ban recently that was but yeah, at the end of this month, we're supposed to have something, uh, some big announcement. Is that correct? Yeah, and it's supposed to be coming out on March 31st. This big announcement should affect modern, standard, pioneer is my thoughts because there's a lot of interesting things happening in those formats that they just want to strike a brush to. We take a look at the things that are going on in MTG Arena with the advent of alchemy and the active changes in the cards there. Something's bound to happen in, in the real world. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, right now there's a lot of speculation in the MTG finance world, um, Twitter, all over Facebook. There's a lot of questions as to what this is going to actually be and what this is going to entail. We're thinking about how this ban of Luris last week has been affecting the world of MTG finance because it's something that we didn't expect right in the middle of of everyday week. It's interesting though. Just to see Luris be such an impactful card in so many different formats and all of a sudden it's gone. We really have to be aware that Wizards of the Coast is willing to shift at a moment's notice. And this is one of those things. Everything is shaken up. An entire deck got nerfed again. Yeah, so uh, Father Ken, what do you think is going to happen from here on out? I mean, what do you think the repercussions will be for Luris being out of the, out of the format? Well, I definitely think Hammer Time is no longer a viable deck. It may hold on its last vestiges for, for a few months. But the recursion from the graveyard was what mattered. Being able to bring a card back every single turn really made a difference. I've actually played against this one in a couple of competitive tournaments. Um, I've used counter spells. I've used uh, burn spells. I've used everything that I possibly can. But if I didn't find my second piece of, of removal to be able to remove it from the graveyard, it just wouldn't happen. Nothing would get removed. That's, that's kind of the weird thing. Luris is a turn five play. Like if you really wanted to, you could get it out on turn four and bring something back on turn four. This is, this is something that just shakes up the entire the play pattern. Well, it seems like it's going to be definitely reshaping the formats. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I think it's a good ban, but that's just me from the outside looking at it. I'm, I'm not as involved in modern as I once was. Speaking of things that have been going on in MTG Finance over the past week, we have seen a lot of movements in cards. Uh, 
one of those cards that's being moved is the card Serenity. I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure what caused this. Uh, it could be a, a YouTuber that we don't know about, but what, we, what we're seeing is, first off, uh, Serenity has two versions. I believe it's Weatherlight and 6th Edition. Right now, uh, originally this card was one, maybe two dollars, and now we're seeing a market and medium of around five to six. I think at one point the market was all the way up to twelve dollars. This card, my my guess is that this is a card that originally it was. I don't think it was exactly maybe a buyout like like what we've seen with other cards. I think it was just the market just kept having a decline in supply, more decline in supply, and then eventually it just got bowed out. It's a great command. It's a decent commander card. I wouldn't say it's like fantastic, but I would say that it's it's artifact and enchantment removal for two mana. It has to stick around for a turn, but it's but it exists and it's not too bad. So I would just say it's. I think this card is actually natural demand. And speaking of uh, speaking of spy, uh, buyouts, uh, I think another one of our cards is Wandering Mage. Yeah, we've we've been faced with another reserve list buyout. Wandering Mage is one of those cards on the reserve list, and we've seen it go from a single dollar almost a week ago to almost over $15 on the median. So once again, we have people looking for cards that absolutely make sense and matter for the reserve list. Yeah, that's an in odd one too. But it's in hopes that... So why do you think this card specifically... Well, that's what I've been trying to sort out just a little bit. I don't even know necessarily what Wandering Mage does. I would imagine that somebody's sliding this into a Wizards deck or a Cleric deck, and they're just using it for the blue ability. I I, I think so. I don't know. That, the hard part is this is not a card that I would personally play as a Commander player, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's a possibility. But yeah, beyond that though, I think it's just a it's just a weird reserveless buyout. Well, time will tell for that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, so speaking of uh, cards being added to decks, another card that we've seen a lot of movement recently is of otherworldly light from the recent Kamigawa set. Uh, this card was previously two to three dollars, and now it's around seven to eight. I'll be honest. At first, I'm like, okay, I know this card was being played competitively somewhere, but one of our band members uh, actually brought it up that this is being played as a staple in modern four color Omnath. This card is, is just absolutely uh, something that we didn't expect, but with the Luris band, I think this is actually affecting other decks in modern. Since Luris gets banned, other decks have the opportunity to really shine. And when you have a deck like, like the four color Omnath, that is really mana heavy, you have to have cards that, that make sense for it. And so this is one of those cards that, was just popping up because now it's more playable. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have said, a lot of people have even said that this card seemed a bit underpriced uh, during pre-release time because you know when a card <clears throat> when a set is just coming out, there's prices that are usually overinflated and eventually deflates down after a couple weeks. But a lot of people have been saying that this card was too low to begin with, and now we're starting to see it continuing to rise up. It's absolutely one of those cards that we we just don't track a whole lot and so if you if you speculated on this when the card was was two or three dollars you've you've won you know it's it's one of those things that if you have it it's already spiked and you aren't going to get it back uh one of the cards that is slowly making the upward swing with the ban of luris again is murktide regent 
And Ooh. I have been heavy on Merktide Regent for a number of weeks and months. In fact, I've been playing it. I've been buying them at 17 and then uh, just started cracking into them to resell them. I had a local player reach out to me and ask specifically if I had any. I was able to sell for $22.50, but that isn't nearly enough. I sold it to him now because he is, he's a good friend. If I would wait a week, more than likely this is going to be a $40 card. In fact, $40 is the mark on, on TCG Player for direct selling on this card. The showcase is selling for $39.98, and I believe I'm the lowest seller on there. So, Ooh, congratulations. Well, it's, it's a nice double up, but I'm actually looking to source more of them right now. Yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's seen play, and I'm guessing like modern, uh, I mean, this is a card that's affected because of the lowest ban and it holds its price. Yeah, if you can get copies at $20 or less, go for it. I mean, I'm not sure what the uh, what MCM is looking like in Europe, but that's a fantastic double up. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> and we got one more interesting card. And this one, I have no idea why, why this card has gotten so much love all of us. Richard Garfield, PhD. This card is in unsanctioned. And this card is also an unhinged. So both have have almost no supply left on TCG Player. And this card was originally like a dollar-ish, dollar fifty. And now it's like four dollars, which that doesn't sound like much. That doesn't sound like a huge increase. But for one, there's between the two, there's only like between the two copies, there's only like 24 listings left currently as we speak. This is a card that, like, if someone not encouraging it, but if someone bought all those copies. This card could be like a $20 card or something. I don't know. The, the hard part about this is I have no idea what is pushing this. And I have no idea if this thing, where this thing's going to land in the end. I'll be honest. At first, I was a little concerned because I was, I was thinking that, you know, did something happen to Richard Garfield? Similar to how if, uh, you know, is he up to something? Is this all of a sudden that's why being elevated up? Uh, I hope he's okay. Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is definitely an interesting card that that we have to be watching. It, I, I really think that people are starting to grab onto it as Commander kind of relaxes some of those larger metagame issues. Commander is all about having fun together. And if your playgroup allows for silver-bordered cards or gold-back cards or proxies or things like that, then people are going to be playing more and more of it. But that's kind of the discussion that that people have to have you know it is it's it's one of those iconic cards from the maker of magic yeah i would say that the i the recommended movement on this is if you have if you have copies good time to post it i would post probably around ten dollars because it very likely could sell uh but also at the same time if you come across a wall of these cards for say on mcm or other places for like a dollar per copy wouldn't be wouldn't be a terrible idea to grab, you know, two or three play sets, if not more. I don't know what's holding this up, but seems like a nice little gamble. So, Father Ken, do we have anything uh, anything coming up? I mean, I think I believe we mentioned something on March thirty first. Yeah. So the the ban is coming out on March thirty first, but it's kind of odd that they're making an announcement about a ban because they don't have to anymore, and that's kind of the thing that's making me scratch my head a little bit. And there have been some, some minor rumors floating around the Twitter world about something more happening on March 31st. 
And I, I keep on thinking back. It's been about three months since the major shakeup at Wizards of the Coast. And I'm wondering, maybe this is the time that William Huey Jensen, who is now the competitive coordinator at Wizards of the Coast, is going to step in and say, hey, let's start playing competitive magic again. I don't think Wizards of the Coast would hire a big name like William Huey Jensen just to not have competitive play anymore. Yeah, that'd be very uh, counter. That'd be a bit counterintuitive. But then again, though, we don't know what's to expect up here. Uh, I think right now the best thing we can do is keeping it, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, listen to. I mean, don't take rumors as fact, but also just get ready, pay attention to what's up ahead because if this mm-hmm. is a big movement, if we're seeing. It could be a new format. Like we've seen that happen before with Pioneer. Pioneer came out of, came out and surprised us. It could, you know, the bands. It could be a whole, whole different way that they ban. I'm not sure what to expect, but we here at Band, we definitely encourage keep an eye out and be ready to make movements when that happens. So on March 31st, you know, once, once we know an exact, t- if we are able to find out an exact time, set your alarm and get ready to make whatever movements you have to make because. When announcements happen, every second counts. Yep, absolutely. And this is one of those things that we have to actually pay close attention to because everything's changing and it's changing really fast. And so I want to thank you for taking time to join us here at the Ban Arbitrage Network for Breakfast with Ban. It's a little bit different kind of event today, a little bit different kind of cast, but thanks for taking time and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.